I would love to invite us. Can we all stand up and uh, honor our speaker, Greg and Julie, for the um, word of the Lord? Thank you. Excellent. All right. Wow. I'm just gonna I'm gonna shift here, and all the uh, the guys on the cameras are gonna go. That's <laughs> okay. What a privilege it is to be here in uh, Casey City Church and uh, lovely Melbourne in in uh, the middle of winter. Well, it's almost it's almost the end of winter. But uh, Julie just showed me a a, um, a headline from the, from our uh, paper. So there's an, another cold blast gonna gonna hit Queensland. So uh, so it, I think it doesn't really matter where you are at the moment. It's cold. <laughs> Everywhere is cold. But uh, it's such a privilege to be down here. We had such a, uh, a great time with, uh, well, I had a great time with the men uh, yesterday morning and Julie with the ladies. Uh, and uh, God continues to move. And so good to be with people who love the Lord and who, uh, who want more of God. They're not just saying, okay, I've got enough. But they, they want more. And so we're just a, a real uh, appreciative of you guys. And we love coming down here. It's been a while, I think, uh, maybe three years or so since we've been here. It's been a while, right. <laughs> so, and, uh, so we've just had a great time, and it's so good to be able to journey this uh, life with, uh, with good friends. And so we just thank uh, these awesome pastors here, Larry and Krista. Thank you guys for, uh, just for being you guys. I mean, so good to be able to do life with people like, you, you know, like yourselves. And uh, so good this morning. Everyone, uh, is everyone well? I mean, how, how couldn't we after that incredible worship? I love, I love how uh, the anointing uh, is upon the worship team and, uh, and they just set the scene and set the atmosphere for what God wants to do uh, this time. I'm, I'm so excited to bring this message because it's, uh, uh, it's, it's sort of um, one, of those, one of those things where it's like, you know, you know it's time and, and for for Casey City Church and uh, you know, for those ones who are watching you know, through the, the live stream and will watch later on, this is, this is a word in season. This is a word for you. you know, if you want a prophetic word, then this is it. You grab a hold of this because this is yours. And so uh, this morning, let's, let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning that you are here in our midst, Father. Lord, we know that you are moving amongst us. You are moving in us. You are moving through us. And Lord, we are ready to receive this morning. We are opening up our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to your church. Open up our eyes. Let us see in the spiritual realm what you're showing to us. Because Lord, we know we're not, we are, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So Lord, that we can see in the natural, but there's a, such another realm that you want us to see as well. So Lord, today we give you praise and honor and glory. Come and minister to each and every one of us here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Well, again, there's been so many things happening in our meetings that it's not just a prophetic being released or even, you know, just words of, of wisdom and words of knowledge. And, but people have just been getting healed. Amen. They just get healed. You, know, you don't have to pray for them. You don't have to, they don't have to say, hey, listen, come and lay hands on me or anything like that. They're just getting healed. And we've been praying for that because the Bible talks about the, there's going to be uh, all sorts of signs, wonders, and miracles going on. Uh, and Jesus says, you know, you'll be doing, you know, the things that I've been doing. But he says, you're going to do more. You're going to do extra. You're going to do, you know, way, you know, there's going to be way different things. And so even, even as it was 
you know, with, with, with uh, Peter's shadow. Peter's shadow healed people. He just walked past them in the, in the shadow. Come on, they, they didn't have to go up and touch him or, or ask him to lay hands or anything like that. Sometimes people prayed on handkerchiefs and sent them out and they got healed. So, so listen, don't expect it the same way. Don't just think, it's, well, I need, I need a prayer. I need a prophecy. I need, a, I need my hands laid on me. It's like I've got to have, listen, God can get those things to you any way he wants. Come on, he can get you healing. And, you, and sometimes you might be missing out by, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to get healed. I want to get the laid hands on. Oh, I, and you, you, can, you can miss your healing if that's, what you, if that's what you think and how you think God's going to move. Come on, we can't put God in a box. God is doing way different things, and we've got to be. That's why His ways of thinking is so far above our ways. That's why God says, listen, I want to come, and I want to expand your mind. I want to expand your thinking. I want you to lift your vision higher because you're, you're, looking, at, you're looking at this, and God says, no, I want you to look at this. Amen. Someone's getting excited. <laughs> I think it was Andrew. Come on. Andrew's always, he's an excitable man. So um, just before we, we move on uh, into the message, uh, it's a couple of words of knowledge I've got this morning. Those ones who have got eye problems right now. You've got eye problems that uh, in, in your, your vision or uh, even whether it's, whether it's you know, your eyes giving you headaches or whatever it is. But you've got anything to do with your eyes. I want you to stand this morning because that when the anointing is here, this is when you grab a hold of it. Amen. So, Father, right now, if that's you, stand up. If you want 2020 vision, come on. If, you, if your eyes are, it's like, well, it's just, well, that's just the way it is. I'm getting older and, hey, it doesn't matter. Come on. It, that doesn't matter how old you are. God wants to give you, God wants to heal your eyes. Uh, so right now, and thank you, Lord. Just put your hands on your eyes right now, Father. And we thank you, Lord, even those watching right now. There's no distance in the Spirit. Father, I pray today that as you have revealed this, you are bringing a healing for this. So God, today, we thank you for our eyes. We thank you for healing. We thank you, Lord, for 2020 vision. We thank you, Lord, even though even the blind eyes can be healed, even the blind eyes can be opened. Lord, right now, we pray for a restorative miracle now in people's eyes, Father. Lord, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you can be seated. For those ones who have got the, in your, your joints, I heard the word joints, and it's like if you've got something wrong with your joints, I want you to stand. <clears throat> I want, come on. You know, you, I, don't have to, I don't have to give you any more information. Come on. <laughs> if you've got something wrong with the joints, come on. We've got a lot more to do here today. Something in your joints right now. Father, right now, we thank you for these ones. Lord, I pray, even as you re release that word about joints, Father, I speak into their joints right now. I pray, Father, for a healing in the joints. I pray, Lord, for muscles and tissues and bones right now. Lord, that everything that's wrong and everything that's out of place, Father, that you are the great healer. And so, Lord, we thank you for that healing now in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the joints, Lord. They're going to work properly. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Those ones who, are, who have to make a decision, it's like, it's like uh, this has been weighing on your mind. You've got to make a decision or there's a number of decisions you have to, ma to, to make and you don't want to make the wrong decision. And, and it's, uh, it's like it's, somehow it's like you've been even, even laying awake at night thinking about, oh, God, I don't want to miss this. I, I want to hear what you want to say to, to me about the decisions. If that's you, I want you to stand as well because there's some decisions that have to be made. And sometimes there's a cloudiness that comes in and, and all of a sudden even what was clear is now cloud. It's like, well, I thought that was what I was going to do. I thought this was the way I was going to go. But now all of a sudden it's like, I'm, I'm not really sure. 
And so the, the, the Bible talks about a, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We don't want to be unstable, okay? We want you to be stable. We want you to, to have a clarity in this. So, Father, right now, upon these ones who are there making decisions right now or a decision, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are going to lead them, you are going to guide them, and you're going to bring the clarity that's needed right now for these decisions that are going to be made. And, Lord, I thank you today where there needs to be a stepping out of faith. Lord, we're increasing the faith. But, Lord, Lord, if it's, if it's just a matter of, 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 of just a, a, a way to go, Lord, it still requires faith. But I tell you, it's just like, yeah, I've got that sensing in my spirit. This is the way. So, Lord, I pray today for these ones, Lord, that you're going to lead them and guide them. And, Lord, bring them in to what you've got for them in that way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, it's my privilege to bring this word, rewarded for all your hard work. You're going to be rewarded for all your hard work. Amen. Okay, we've got five people who are, who are excited about that. Oh, the rest of us, we haven't been doing any hard work, eh? Okay. <laughs> Come on, you're going to be rewarded. Let's have a look here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who diligently or who earnestly or who crave or who desire Him. He is a rewarder of those, come on, who diligently seek Him. He is a rewarder of those who will search Him out. Come on, He's a rewarder. God is a rewarder. I mean, it's not that we're chasing Him down so that we can get rewarded. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about everything that God says. If you do this, this, and this, then God says, I'm going to have to bless you because that's my word. And we get blessed. God is a rewarder. And so what is He rewarding you with? If you are diligent at it, if you, are, if you crave it, if you are one who is searching out more of God. It says when you get closer to God, what happens? He gets closer to you. Come on. There's so many things that's trying to drive us away from the Lord and drive us away from church and drive us away from our faith. But I tell you what, everything that tries to do that, it, it really should be pushing you further into God. It should be further in. See, we've been separated. We've been segregated. We've been locked up in houses. You guys down here in, in Victoria, I tell you, we prayed for you so much. Uh, um, but it, it, there comes a time where, where this, it's like you can see what's going on. The enemy is just trying to, 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 to separate us all. And, and uh, God says, I want, I want unity. Come on, I want harmony. I want, I want people to get together. See, God joins people together. He, he, he's a long-term God. He talks about generations. And so when he, when he builds us, when we come to the Lord, what does He do? He puts us into another family. Come on, the family of God. He brings us in. And what does He do? How do you, how do you build the building? You, you nail things together you, and, and you, you fix it together. And now they're butting up and now they're close. And it's like now you're fitted into another family. Come on, God's, God's nailing you in. He's, he's making sure that you're part of this family. Come on. doesn't matter who's sitting beside you. It's like, oh, I don't like them. Too bad. <laughs> they're part of the family. Come on, everyone's got uncle so-and-so. It's like, he's a bit strange. It's like, we don't really talk to him much, but still part of the family. Come on. Every family's got one. You might have two. <laughs> but it's the family. I love that. We're all different. We're all different. I so, I so love that about God. So listen, 
you're about to enter into what you've been warring over these last few years. It's been hard. It's been tough. But you're about to enter into what you have been, been laboring for over these years. It, there comes a time where there's just one last push. One last push. Come on, have we got one last push? If we know that we're going to enter into what God's for us, it's like, God, yeah. Some, some of us say, oh, God, I can't go for another year like that. Oh, man, that was terrible. It nearly killed me. But I tell you what, God knows how much we, we can take. And, and we go through another year. And it's like, man, I didn't think I could do that. But listen, God has said one last push. And we can start to enter into all the things that we've, we have been laboring for. This is a good time. It's a good season. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for your rewards? Are you ready to come in to what God for, God's got for you? Listen, rewards is not talking about monetary issues or anything like that. I mean, it could be, but it's talking about your family. It's talking about your life. It's talking about your business. It's talking about your work. It's talking about your marriage. Come on, you're about to enter into all the rewards, all that hard work you've been putting into. I like, listen to this, in Deuteronomy 28, there's blessings and cursings in, in, in this, this, whole, this whole chapter. Deuteronomy 28, the blessings come from verse 1 to verse 14. And then there's the curses from verses 15 to verses 68. So there's almost four times more curses than there are blessings. Four times more curses than there are the blessings of God. And, and listen, so why, why wouldn't we want to do what God's called us to do if we see the blessings that's come, but then we see the curses? Well, if you don't do what I ask you to do, this is what is there. I tell you, we, listen, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> it's a no-brainer if you do this. It's like, yeah, I want to do that because there's the blessings that come. Listen, there are generational blessings that we can... Listen, if you haven't got a generational blessing, I pray that you would start one. Because if there's not a generational blessing, there's certain generational curses that are coming down. And you've got to stand in the gap and you say, no more. That may have been come down the generations, but I tell you what, I'm going to stand in the gap right now and I'm, I'm going to stand my ground. I was speaking to the, uh, the men this, yesterday. I'm going to stand in the gap and I said, no more. This isn't getting any further. This stops right now. There has to be someone who will stand in the gap and say, there will be no more divorce in my family. There will be no more drugs in my family. I, I break that spirit of alcohol in my family. That's come through the generations. It will not go past me. It will not go through me. And what will go through me will be the blessings of God. There will be blessings that will go through. There will be marriages that will last. There will be no more divorce. Come on. We've got to be like the, those, those people that stand at, at, at the, the works the, you know, and with the stop go. You know, highly paid. They are. <laughs> I tell you. Anyway, we won't go into that. But, uh, <clears throat> Stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, slow. And, um, and, and it's like, that's, that's what we should be like. With, with the, the curses, we go, stop. I like our, 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 young, our youngest uh, uh, granddaughter. She goes, stop. <laughs> she doesn't want anything. Stop, no. <laughs> and so that's what we should be like to the curses. Stop. No, you're not coming through here. And then we say the blessings. Go. Come on. Yep, go on. Flow down. Seven generations. Yeah, come on. 
And listen, you've got to fight. You've got to fight for these things because those generational curses, they are strong. But if a curse can be so strong, how much more a blessing? How much more God's blessing can be upon our family? We've got to stand in the gap and say, this is it. This is what we are doing right now. We're allowing the generational blessings coming. But I tell you what, we're stopping the curses. And then it talks about here in verse, uh, in verse 68. Things get so bad in this Deuteronomy, the, the, the curses. The sun comes, comes to, to a point where it gets so bad, it says that some will try and sell themselves as slaves, but no one wants to buy them. Come on, I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. It comes to the point, they want to sell themselves as slaves. At least we can just sell ourselves and get some money or whatever. And, and people look at you and say, no, nah, don't want you what you got. Don't want you. So, so to me, this is a no-brainer. We just do what God's called us to do. God says blessings and cursings are in the tongue. What do you want to do? You want to bless or you want to curse? Life and death. And, and God says, by the way, if you don't know what the answer is, choose life. <laughs> Do you want life or you want death? It should be a no-brainer. If, if we want life and if we want the life that God has given to us, this Zoe life, this, 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 it's incredible life. It, it's more than what we could think or imagine. Come on, if we want this life, we just got to say, Lord, I want life. And, and guess what? You start to walk out that life. The blessings start to come. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, Seek first what? The kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these other things, all the other things that, that, that the world want and the world need, all that sort of stuff. God says, well, listen, seek me first. Seek me first. Get your priorities right. Get your focus on me first and my righteousness. Come on. My right standing in God. Seek me first. And then, listen, all these other things. And by the way, th th some of those things that we wanted first off, they were just slowly just die because now my desires are God's desires. I, I just want what He wants for me. Come on. Before it was Ferrari and, and all sorts of things, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, all those, all those thoughts. Well, God, you know, I can think big. God says, you know, I, you know, just, you know, I can think, imagine over what you, and, and I've got a pretty good imagination. I can think of pretty good things. But God says, listen, all of a sudden, I start to realize that the more I come into the Lord, the more I understand, the more I sacrifice, the more I give my life over to Him, all of a sudden, these things, are just, they just fail. They just, pull, they, they just, they just pale into the past. And, and now, God, all I want to do is, is what you've called us to do. And that's where the blessings are. Come on. God knows what we need. He knows what we need to eat. He knows we need to be clothed. He knows all these sorts of stuff. But He says, listen, what you need to do is seek me first. Seek my kingdom and my righteousness, all these other things. He can, he can add it. Don't, don't get focused on different things. Come on. This world is trying to get us focused off of God and put it on stuff. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary while doing good. If we're in due season, in that kairos, God's timing, we shall reap. Come on. What are we going to reap? We're going to reap a harvest. We're going to reap a harvest. You shall reap uh, if, if, if we don't lose heart, if we don't get discouraged, if we don't lose our confidence, if, small little word, but I tell you what, big consequences. Don't lose heart. Don't lose your confidence. Keep on doing good. Keep on doing what God's called you to do. 
Even though you may not see anything out of it, even though it's like, God, I've been doing this for so long. Well, if it's still what God's got for you, keep on going. There comes a time. I know, you know different fruits have different, different seasons. You know, some pineapples, you know, don't grow for, for seven years. It's like when you plant a pineapple and you don't get anything. Oh, what's wrong with this stupid thing? Plow them all in. No, no, it takes seven years. Come on, some fruit trees don't, fruit, don't, don't, don't bear fruit every year. It's, it's every, and sometimes the, the fruit comes, it's just like laden, like some of the, the uh, mango trees. Some, some, sometimes it's like there's nothing, and, and mangoes are so expensive. All of a sudden, there's a glut because there's so much of it. You, know, you just got to know God's timing and God's season. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, the Amplified says this, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, be immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more that is needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion is uh, to the Lord, is not pointless or wasted. It's never without purpose. Everything you do to, to the Lord, every work, every bit as you do it unto the Lord, God's saying here, it's not wasted. It's not pointless. Come on. Everything that we do, we, we, we do it as unto the Lord. We're not doing it as unto man. We're not man pleasers. We are God pleasers. It says here, every bit of your labor, in the Lord is not wasted. Is not wasted. Every little bit. So come on, we just got to keep on pushing through. We got to keep on going. Psalm 105 verse 19, you know, it talks about here Joseph's prophetic word. It says here, until the time that his word came to pass. Remember the dream that he had. And God puts it down here. This is the word. Until the word came to pass. It says here that the word of the Lord tested him. The word of the Lord tested him. The prophetic word tested him. This is what, this is what you, you get. This is the prophetic word. But Lord, it, it's going to test people. And I'll tell you what, we've had, we've, we have people all the time want, want to come up and, and ask us for a word. And it's like, man, if you really understood what a prophetic word will, will, will mean. Come on, it's not just, oh, I just want this prophetic word. No, 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 I tell you what, it will test you. The prophetic word will test you. It will, it, come on. It tested Joseph for 22 years. The word proved him. It purged him. It purified him. It refined him. The prophetic word did all this. It would have tried his patience. He would have questioned, what, was that really God? Did I really see that? Was, it, was, that, was that me in the dream? I, I don't know. And see, what happened? His brothers hated him. They sold him into slavery. I'm separated from my family. I'm in a foreign land. I'm, I'm, I've had serious sexual allegations against me that were false. And now, as an innocent man, I'm imprisoned. I got a prophetic word that says people are going to bow down. People are going to, come on. Does it look like this is happening right now? No. It's purging him. It's purifying him. The word is testing him. The word will test you. Been in prison for the last eight years, but I tell you what, that was, that was exactly where God had him. Because if he wasn't there, he wasn't able then to interpret Pharaoh's dream. 
and he wouldn't have been there that Pharaoh heard, hey, there's someone in interprets dream, bring him out. I want to hear what, this, what, it, what it is about this dream that I've been having. And then Pharaoh puts him only second, like under him, in charge of the whole region, if he wasn't there in jail. I'm not saying that we all, we're all going to be in places like that. But I'm just saying, the Word is going to test you. And you're going to question sometimes, huh, really? The Word I've got, really? Is that, is, that, is that really the Word for me? Look where I am. We can question it. It's like, I really didn't do well at school. <laughs> and, and this Word says I'm going to be ministering to people and speaking in front of people. I really don't like people. I don't like being in front of people. I don't want to be everyone looking at me. It's like I get, I get afraid and fearful. Listen, it will test you. There's a set time that God has his word come to pass. And I want to let you know that everything is pointing towards this time. Everything is pointing towards this time here in 2022. There's a double portion anointing. There's a double anointing upon this year. And listen, it doesn't matter how far we are during the year. If you hear this and grab a hold of it, your spirit gets stirred up and it's like, yes, I'm coming into this double portion. Come on. You might have already had your double portion, but guess what? You can, you can receive more in other areas as well. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 says the vision for the vision, or well, that word talks about a dream or a prophetic word, is yet for an appointed time. God has a set time for that to come to pass. It says, but at the end, at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, though it tarries, though it lingers, though you think it might be delayed, <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it, because it will surely, it will certainly come to pass. It will not tarry. And listen, I just so believe that this is a time right now. Sometimes we can't understand the word, or we're trying to work it out, and it's like, I don't, don't fully understand this, but it says, at the end, it will speak. Come on, at the end. And at the end, when, it, when, it, when that time comes, it's like, this is the time. This is it. Now it's speaking. Now I can hear. Now I can understand all the stuff that we had to go through because now is the time for that to come to pass. Sometimes we get a prophetic word and we just go, we try and work it out. It's like, yeah, I think I can squeeze that into here. And it's like, oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, got it. Good, yeah. But the prophetic word, I tell you, when you get the prophetic word, that, 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 that there's certain parts of that word that you'll need to hear at different times of your life because it will make sense. It doesn't make any sense now because you haven't gone through what God wants you to go through because now that's going to make sense to that part because at the end, at the end of what you've gone through, now it's going to make sense. Come on. We had a prophetic word over us about a house, you know, 35 years ago. This lady, one of our first prophetic words, she come up in a wheelchair and she said, God's got a house for you. He's going to give you a house. Woo, yeah. And I like, thank you, Lord. You're right. This is good. This is good. And so we, we kept it in, the, in, our, in our, the background of our minds all these times. It wasn't like, you know, we're going to be checking every day. We're going to be checking, Lord, where's the, where's the house? Where's the house? So it's like, you know, looking at the paper, you know, Googling, where is it? It's like, come on, I can't find it. It, it, understand that there is a timing. Yeah. There's a timing. 
the timing came 33 years later. 33 years later. So if we were looking every day, I tell you, we'd be discouraged. We would have thought, that's not a word, sorry. And we would have discarded it. 33 years later, the word came to pass. We are now owning our own house. We own our own house. The last two years, we've owned our own house. This is good. This is, this is good news. Come on. Rewarded for all the hard work. Rewarded for all the hard work. Nothing that you have done for the Lord is in vain. Every bit of work you've done for Him. God says, listen, I see. I know what's going on. I see what you've given in. in. See, not everyone knows what, what you do. Not everyone knows how much you give and, and, and what you do even in the secret times. But God knows all these things. And so we've just had had the second anniversary of us owning our own house. And guess what? The house has gone up $400,000 in two years. Mainly thanks to a lot of Victorians (laughs) moving up to Queensland and pushing up the house prices. Thank you, guys. See, God knows. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dan Andrews got uh, Queensland... Uh, um, real estate of the year. Uh, anyway, that was <laughs> funny things around in social media. But, uh, but listen, the thing was, the thing was, when that prophetic word came 35 years ago, listen, what, what, my, the house wasn't even built. The, it was just all land. It was just all, all property. It's just land everywhere. The house wasn't built. So here's the prophetic word that comes, and we're trying to work out, where's the house? Where's the house? And if God would have showed us this is where your house is, it's like, it's just, it's just dirt. Where's the house? God's timing. Come on. His set time for what was spoken over your life. His set time for your reward. And I tell you what, everything is pointing towards this time. This is a time where God says, I want to bless. I want to encourage those who will diligently seek me. Come on, I'm a rewarder of those. Romans chapter 13, verse 11, this is the Amplified. It says this, knowing, it says, do this first, do this, do this, knowing that this is a critical time. We don't have to all be Einstein's to know this is a critical time we're living in. This is a critical time. Do this. This is a critical time. That word knowing that this is a critical time means to be aware of or to behold or consider or to perceive. Like the sons of Issachar, they knew the times and the seasons, what God was about to do. They knew what was happening. They're sensing something. Something's going on here. Something's happening here. Come on, knowing that this is a critical time. Don't lose your faith. Don't go backwards. Forcefully advance. I believe that's what God's God's used this whole COVID time. If we just sat in our homes, for you guys, like for 200 and how many days? (laughs) If you sat in there just doing nothing, then you've lost time then you haven't really tuned in to see what God wanted you to do. You could have been like everybody else. We're just sitting in there and we're just waiting for, we're waiting for Dan to tell us when to come out. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Oh, when can we come out, Dan? But if you 
were doing what God wanted you to do or asked you to do, I tell you what, you would be diligently seeking the Lord. Then you would be searching the Scriptures. Then you, and listen, instead of going on to Google and finding out all these, you know, all these you know, you know, different things that's going on, all these conspiracy theories, if you put that time into study, in the Bible study, whoo, man, you would come out so different. Song of Solomon chapter 3 verse 6 says, Who is this coming out of the wilderness? Who is this coming out of lockdown? Whoo! It's my men and women of God. Look at them. It says they're coming out with all the, the fragrant uh, merchants, powders, and they're going to be seen for miles. You know, come on. That's, that's the anointing of God upon you because you spent that time. You didn't waste the time. You diligently sought the Lord. Pushed in, wanted more. This is what we're seeing here. Knowing the time, this is a critical time. It's already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep or your spiritual complacency, it says here in the Amplified. Listen, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants you to lull you to sleep. He wants to sing your little rockabye baby song. Go to sleep, little church. Woo, nothing happening here. Come on, go to church. Everyone else is asleep. Play the game. He's rocking us to sleep. And God is saying, hey, listen, it's not a time for slumber. It's a time to awaken from your sleep. It's a, way, it's a time, it says here, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed in Christ. Listen, there's alarm. I, I, we were in, in um, Tennessee, in Nashville once, uh, ministering in a church there, and they put us up in this motel. And uh, four o'clock in the morning, the alarm goes off next to my bed. And, and it's like, four, I didn't set that alarm. Bah, 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 bah. It's like, oh, where is this thing? What and then all of a sudden, it's like we're, uh, the, the, um, the, the lift alarm went off. We're staying just not right next to the lift. And the lift's gone, ding, 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 ding. The alarm's gone, here's the, the alarm. And all of a sudden now, the car alarm out in the car park, it's going off. Bah, 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 bah. And then all of a sudden, sirens going past. I'm thinking, God, what is happening? <laughs> he says, I'm waking you up. <laughs> I said, God, I was awake with the alarm next to the bed. What was with all the other alarms? And he says, I know sometimes you, you press that snooze button, Greg. <laughs> you know where the snooze button is. Just give me a little extra. But you know what? He was saying, I'm waking the church up. I'm waking the church up. It's not a time to sleep. It's not a time to slumber. In our spiritual apathy and complacency, it's a time that we need to be awake. Because I tell you what, the enemy is out there doing all sorts of stuff. And if we're asleep, we've got no idea what's happening. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about, you know, the farmer wakes up and says, where do all these weeds come from? He says, while you were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds. What is that? He wants, to, he wants to stop your harvest. He wants you to, to have a weakness. He wants you to have a second best thing. Come on, I tell you what, we've we got to be awake, church. We've got to be awake to the enemy's plans right now. Hallelujah. We know all things are working together for good. All things are working together for good. All things, all things, even that horrible thing that you don't want to think about, it's working for good. Come on. COVID will work for good. There'll come a time where we will look back and say, oh man, 
I was, I was one of the generation that, that fought COVID and I made it. Knocked me down a few times, but I got back up again. Come on, we got the t-shirt. I survived COVID. <laughs> we'll look back and, and, and we'll laugh about this. Come on. Job knew that patience was needed to go through all the testings that God had. In Job 23, verse 10, it says, But he knows the way that I take. He knows, uh, sorry, he knows where we, we, what we do and where we go. When he tested me, I shall come forth as God. When he tested me, when he tested me. God, listen, God's testing us. We're going through some fires. We're going through some things right now. We're being tested. Why? so that we can handle what God's bringing to us. He's dealing with our heart. He's dealing with our mind. He's dealing with our emotions. He's dealing with our character. Why? So we can handle all the spiritual gifts, the blessings that are there. Come on. God says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come and I'm going to clean up the world. It's like, oh, good. God, that, the world is terrible. Disgusting. Clean it up. And God says, I'm going to start in the church first. What? The church people are beautiful. They're lovely. Go out in the world. God, yeah. And we find out that's what's happening in the world is happening in the church. Come on. That should not be. We should be the ones. Come on. That there should be a black and white. There should be a line to say this is the church and this is the world. It should be so simple. It should be so easy to see and to separate that way. But there's so many muddied lines and, and gray areas and all of a sudden the world is, in, is incorporated into the church. Come on. We've got to wake up, church. We've got to wake up. Job knew patience was needed to go through the testings. And listen, at the end it says that Job, I mean, what, what he lost was unbelievable. Listen, if you're having a bad day, read the book of Job. And you think your day is like, oh, God, this is a good day. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not having a day like Job. Come on. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a great T-shirt, yes. <laughs> I survived. No, but, but listen. Be patient. Be patient. Because at the end, it will speak. Come on, at the end, when you go through all the testings, at the end, God says, well done, good and faithful servant. At the end, God says to Job, well done. You, you, you didn't complain to me. You didn't put it on me. And it's like you, you took it, but I tell you what, it says that God says, I will give you double. I will give you double. And here we are in a year of double, 2022. There's a double anointing. It's a double, double portion year. God says, listen, keep going to the end and there will be a double portion. Elisha had to keep going to the end. He followed Elijah for three and a half years. He could have stopped along the way. Elijah said, hey, this is a good place for you to stop. And Elisha's going, no way. No way. I'm, I'm following you. I'm following you. I'm, I'm following the anointing. I mean, yeah, that's a good place, but you're still, you're still the man. You're still the anointed one. I'm, I'm still following you. And for three and a half years, he served him. For three and a half years, he gleaned from him. For three and a half years, he was there making sure everything was okay. For three and a half years, come on. And it says at the end, he received the double portion. It was at the end when Elijah was going up in the whirlwind, whirlwind with, the, with the chariots and horses. And, and at that point, right at the end, it wasn't before, it wasn't the day before, it wasn't the week before, it was right at the end. So we've got to make sure that, that, we, that we, we serve 
those ones who God has put us under. We serve them. It's not like, oh, master, yeah, what do you want me to do? No, it's not like a slave thing. But we are co-workers, every single one of us. And each one of us, so listen, if we stay focused, if we stay uh, patient, at the end, we will receive the blessing. Hallelujah. Mm. Listen, everything that we go through, God says, I'll be there. I'll be with you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. Even though you think it's, I'm the only one. No one's here. God says, I'm here. I'm here with you. Shadrach, Misha, and Abednego going through the fire. Remember that? Going through the fire. Here they go. They're, they're, they're waltzing in the fire. All of a sudden, the, the, the guards die beside them. It's like, at that point in time, it's like, no one's pushing us. No one's, no one's making us go into this. So I'm not going. <laughs> they could have just walked away. It's like, you beauty, you. We're, we're going we're gonna to live. But they just kept on walking. Because they knew that the fire that was there, it didn't matter. See, that's what Paul said, to die is gain. To live is Christ. So if I'm going to die, this is to my gain. I'm just going straight to heaven. And so these, these guys, they just keep, walk, keep walking. Let's just keep walking in the fire. Let's just, let's just see what happens. <laughs> and so when they got to the, to the middle of the fire, there's another person. The king's looking at it. Looks like, it looks like the Son of God in there. I mean, how did he know that? But there's a fourth person, and it's like, all of a sudden, it's like they're Shadow Mission and Manigo, they're on there, and it's like, hey, Jesus, whoa, whoa, what a, fancy meeting you here. Uh oh, we're dead. <laughs> uh oh, we're in heaven. Come on, that, that's, that's what I would have thought. You're just strolling along, and I mean, it's fires. I mean, it's ten times, was it seven times hotter? I mean, this is a raging fire, and you're walking through, and all of a sudden, it's like, Jesus, ah, oh. <laughs> but it says their bonds were loosed and their chains were broken off. And it's like they were rejoicing. They're like having a great time. And then all of a sudden the king says, hey, you guys, come out. Stop having a party in there. <laughs> I, I, I want to know what's going on. It's like you're not dying. What is this? So they just kept on walking. They thought they would just go straight into heaven. And they walk back, back in Babylon. Like, wow. Come to the point where the king says, your God is God. We're going to make some new decrees now. <laughs> We're going to put some new laws into place. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, that was, that was just freaky. You guys, hey, listen, we're gonna, you know, that old job you had, I'm going to give you new jobs. <laughs> I'm going to give you new positions. Whoa. Come on. I mean, we're not going to literally go through a fire, but it may be like a fire, and people will be watching us, and they'll be seeing what we're going to be doing. Do we still trust God? Do, do, even through this whole COVID thing, do we still believe that God is God, that He still is ruling and reigning? Come on, even though you know, something's happened in your life, come on, are they still, they're still watching you. What are you going to do? Just keep walking. They just kept on walking, and it says that they come out the other end, not a hair was singed. It didn't even smell like smoke. Nothing touched them. Nothing hurt them. Jesus is with us when we go through the tough times. He's there. Don't give up. Keep going until the end. Until the end. I want to finish with the scripture here. 
in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 9. Are you getting this? Are you getting, are you, are you understanding that this is your time? That this is, this is your reward time? Come on, if you don't get it, if your spirit's not stirring inside of you saying, yeah, I get it, this is my time. I'm waiting for the, the, the rewards that I've been praying for, that I've been believing God for, the things that I've been sowing in, the things that I've been working for, the labor that I've been putting in. I know, God, it's not in vain. I know that everything, everything right now, it's not that we do it for something. But God says, if you do what I've asked you to do, then I'm going to have to bless you because I'm a man of my word. And this verse, Isaiah 66 verse 9 says this. This is the Lord speaking. Do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery? Do I bring it to the point where you are about to experience a harvest, where you're about to experience rewards, where you're about to experience all that I've got for you and say, no, I'm stopping it. God is not like that. He says, do I close up the womb when I bring to delivery, says the Lord. It's a question. And if we know God, we know the answer is no, he would not do that. He will bring it to the point where it's like now, I want you to experience this. Listen, God is a good God. He loves you. He gets excited when you get excited. Come on. He fights on your behalf. When the enemy comes against you, it's like, hey, uh, I, I want to fight too. <laughs> That's what happened with Joshua. Come on. It says that when Joshua met the army, it says, it says that God killed more of the army than Joshua did. He got so excited. It's like, oh, God, Joshua, come on, mate. We're going to do this. We're going to, and he's throwing down these hailstones and whatever. <laughs> killed more. Incredible. God is for you. Who can be against you? If God is for us, if God is for you, come on. No one can be against It doesn't matter who is against you because it's not going to prosper. Do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery? Can we stand right now? Some of us, we're at full term right now. We're at full term. I'm talking about spiritually. Spiritually birthing something. Spiritually coming into the time that God has for the reward for all the hard work. The blood, the sweat and the tears. Come on, no one knows what you've gone through. No one knows exactly what you've gone through. They've seen things but they haven't seen everything. And everything we've done, we're not doing as unto man so that we can be seen. We're doing it as unto the Lord. And He sees the unseen. Man sees the outer, God sees inside. So God is bringing you to this time of fullness. Here we are. This conference is called Living in the Fullness. This is your time of fullness. God is bringing you to a place of birthing right now. And we need to know that this is a critical time. The enemy wants to abort what God has started. 
Father, right now, I take authority over this aborting that the enemy wants to bring upon these people, upon this church, and not enter into the fullness and not enter into the rewards and not enter in to what you have for it. Uh, Lord, that try, the enemy is trying to sabotage. I hear the word sabotage. Father, right now, we take authority over that sabotaging spirit right now. And Father, today we say that you have brought us this far, not to fail, but to bring us in, to bring us in. Come on. We're talking about the Scriptures there, that God brought them to that, the flooded River Jordan. They're about to cross over in. Come on. God didn't bring them that far to say, oh, the, the river's flood. I'm sorry, we can't enter into the Promised Land. No, no, no. God is the God of the impossible. And He said, listen, it doesn't matter what is in your way. It doesn't matter what is in the natural. God says, I'm a supernatural being. i got supernatural anointing. I've got miracles that I want to show you. And the Lord says, when it's my time, this whole river, this flooded river is going to stop and it's going to be parted and you're going to walk across on dry land into your promises. Don't look at the natural right now. Even when you think, here we are. This is the point where, Greg, you're saying that this is my full term, that we're about to walk in and we're about to have a harvest and we're about to, to see what God's got. It doesn't look like it. It may not look like it in the natural. But we are not natural, just natural beings. We are supernatural beings. Father, I thank You today that you are dealing with those, those uh, negative thoughts, the things that are trying to come in, the things that are trying to delay, the things that are trying to abort, the things that are trying to say, this is not your time. And look at, the, look at what's going on. How could it be your time? Father, today, well, I break that off them now in Jesus' Name. And I thank You that, Lord, we will open, look, oh, oh, Lord, open up our eyes. Let us see what You're showing to us right now. And I tell you what, God's starting to show you some things that are, that, are, that are not like in the natural. In the natural, it's impossible. Because it's in the spiritual realm, it is possible. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I want us to speak out right now. I am receiving my reward Amen. today. I'm receiving. Come on, I'm receiving my reward today. I'm receiving my reward today. I want you to I decree it. Come on, like you mean it. I'm receiving. Listen, let the devil know. I'm receiving. I'm receiving my, my reward today. I'm receiving my reward from all the hard work and all the labour, all the things that I've done. I tell you, you haven't done this for nothing. You haven't come this far to fail. You haven't come this far to give up. You haven't even come this far just to get a little bit. You're going to come and you're going to get the fullness, the fullness, living in the fullness. Living in the fullness, living in the fullness. Don't allow the enemy to take some of your harvest, some of your rewards. Enter into the fullness.